Welcome back to a Double Shot of Branding podcast. Today we are chatting with Cassie, who is a social media strategist. Cassie works with service-based business owners to simplify their social media and create a strategy that centers around their business goals and their lifestyle. Today's topic is going to be looking after your mental health on social media as a business owner. Um, Katie and I are both super excited to dive into this topic. We think it's going to be super relevant to a lot of listeners. So Cassie, why don't you start us off by introducing yourself, telling us how you started your business and where you're located. Hi, thanks for having me guys. Um, Yeah, I'm Cassie. I am a social media strategist and I'm currently based in Yorkshire in the north of England. Um, I'm mainly known for my work around like digital minimalism, social media and its effect on mental well-being um, and in making social media strategies a bit more sustainable for solopreneurs and small business owners. Um, I've had my business now for about two and a half years. Um, That's how much I've been doing it full time. Um, And yeah, it kind of started from me being burnt out in the first place. (laughs) And then it was a catalyst of, okay, how can I work through this? And then once I'd kind of got myself out of that, I was able to transfer that to teaching other people how to do the same as well, Um, especially because my background is in social media management and social media strategies. So yeah, that's uh, how I got started. Well, before we get to the good stuff, we'd love to talk about social media in general and the importance for of it for small businesses like ours. Can you touch on that a little bit and tell us why it's so important? Yeah, yes, absolutely crucial. Um, well, I think the first big thing is it's free. <laughs> so that's obviously a big bonus for small business owners. Um, It kind of the emergence of social media opened massive doors of opportunities for small business owners because marketing used to be reserved for the big corporations that had the massive budgets for uh, their marketing, whereas now you can do it without any money. And of course, it takes your time and you could argue your time is your money. (laughs) So that's something. But in general, it is open to everyone. And there is a platform there that you can speak to your audience. You just need to find that platform and find that audience. So it's, yeah, completely crucial. Um, It's also an opportunity to speak directly to your customer, which is something that we didn't have before. You know, you had mass marketing, a TV ad or something, and it just put it out there to the world and you'd kind of hope that something would stick. Now you can put something out directly to your customer, hear what they have to say and react in real time to their feedback, which is just insane for what you want to do in the way that you want to market but also in your services as well you know you don't have to spend so long in refining your services because you get that feedback kind of um, in real time so I think that is really important because it helps you understand your customer better and all of a sudden what might have taken five six seven years can now be done in two or three years we've seen people pivot and refine and niche down and everything far quicker than they would have done in a traditional way because social media has allowed them to do that and obviously the benefit of that is it helps you because you're happier in doing what you want to do, but it also helps your customer because now you've got something that they actually are really excited about. Yeah, I think it's also helped a lot of people uh, start their own businesses because they have a quicker way to market themselves and share their products, um, like you said, versus in the past where they would have had to pay for ads and magazines and newspapers and TV and stuff like that. So social media has definitely opened up a huge door for businesses. So there's always so much talk about being consistent and I am terrible at this. I'm like a couple month poster. 
Um, Michelle's so much better at social media than I am and showing up, but being consistent and showing up, um, it can be really exhausting. And even people who have a small team. So have you had clients come to you and kind of express that same feeling of overwhelm? Or do you ever feel like this yourself, the pressure to constantly post and like be present? Oh yes, <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> I think um, when I first started this, I was a social media manager and I was working with clients. And you know, when you learn, I'd been in this industry for years before working for companies and you learn the traditional ways of social media marketing, which requires a lot, you know, like anything, if you Google, you know, how to be successful on social media, it, you read things and all of a sudden you're like having like cold sweats with yeah. how much they're asking you to do yeah. <laughs> just to like post like, daily, like, on, like 24 7 basically exactly. is what it feels so, like exactly and most of us you know marketing is just an add-on to our actual job but they treat it as if market social media marketing is your full-time job and that is mm -hmm. just a luxury that most people don't have so when I was working with clients and I was doing all this and I was telling them, okay, so we need to be posting on these different channels at X amount of time and you need to be showing up here. And they were literally, most of them were just so overwhelmed and stressed. And I was like, oh my God, who am I? I'm creating this kind of, <laughs> I made, I feel so bad that I was pushing that on them. Um, but that's how I'd been trained. And that's what, you know, you do. And I was like, there must be some better way because this isn't enjoyable for either of us. So ironically I was also feeling the same thing in my business because I was like you know that the word consistency that you used we hear it all the time and it's like be consistent be consistent and I was like to me being consistent meant showing up Monday to Friday and I was like how do I create that much content how do I come up on stories you know and oh god today I just didn't want to put any makeup on and I didn't want to wear a bra but now I have to because I'm gonna jump on stories and yes. there was all that kind of thing that was just being in my head and that's when you kind of, for me anyway, my journey was about looking at what like success meant to me um, and whether or not the success that I wanted in my business actually, what, what I was doing for social media was actually contributing to that. Was it actually getting me towards where I wanted to go? Because I found that with me telling my clients and myself to show up daily, what was that actually doing? And was there a better way for me to reach my goals, which was to get more clients um, or were the right type of clients? Was there a way to do that in a, in a better way that was just gentler on myself and gentler on them? And it kind of set me down this spiral and it took honestly like two years of learning, trialing, uh, not just with myself, but with my clients, finding different ways that suited different people. Because everyone has different values, everyone has different goals, everyone has different boundaries and priorities. And it was just about, yeah, finding that, that kind of balance for everyone. And the, the key thing was that consistency, the word kind of changed for me. It didn't mean now consistency being uh, day in, day out. It just meant whatever is manageable for me. So if I can only, you know, agree, agree to show up once a week on, so, on social media, then that's my consistency. And that's okay. As long as I'm consistent with that, that's okay. Again, it's not a hard rule. I find it's really, um, this is what drives overwhelm is you commit to this, okay, once a week, this is what I'm going to do. And it's ambitious for you, but it's not too grueling. You know that you can stick to this. It's realistic. It's practical. 
but sometimes life happens, <laughs> you know, and, and you can't, and then that's okay. Just because you missed a couple of weeks, it, it's not really going to make a difference. And I feel like once we stop beating ourselves up over there, we're able to actually be consistent in a way that's gentle for us and a way that's just a bit more um, empathetic to what life, what's happening in life. I think social media also like keeps you, they do a very good job of trying to keep you on social media. So I've noticed, especially when I don't post in a long time, when I go to post again, I'll have a lot less engagement too. So it's like they, the way they set it up is kind of to put you down a rabbit hole basically. So what about like, what are your thoughts on like weekend hours and like evening hours? Cause I know when I look at my, um, analytics, my most popular time for people to be on Instagram is like in the evening, like nine you know, eight to 10 or something like that. And then on the weekends. So I know a lot of small businesses, they kind of treat it, like you said, like a nine to five and they kind of show up in that typical day work frame, but then they sign off for the evening when actually that's when a lot of their clients may be on yeah, and browsing and more. Exactly. And I think it all depends on what you're willing to sacrifice or willing, willing to do or not to do. Like I have clients who they've put definitely like weekends and evenings are no goes like absolutely not, even though their clients are more active then. So the way around that is you can schedule your posts to be out then, but it doesn't mean that you have to be around to engage. Just know that there'll be comments waiting for you in the morning. And honestly, nine times out of 10, this doesn't massively affect their um, engagement rates. It, of course, there are times when if they were more present, they'd gain more. But in terms of the bottom line of where you're moving people through to actually get those clients, whether or not you're around, what, what's the, the key word is like 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after, whether you're around by then, in reality, will most of the time, obviously there are exceptions, but most of the time won't actually affect you getting clients. It may affect your reach slightly by where, when you post, but we have to always, I think when, if you get really focused on the small details, you know, little things like, you know, oh, should I be around to engage 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after? Um, should I put my hashtags in my comments or in my captions? Like these things are all small things that can amplify your post, of course, but only in a very marginal way. You need to be kind of look at it holistically and look at your priorities in life and how this is making you feel and whether what is your main goal and most of us the main goal is to get the right type of clients in a consistent way so is that really going to affect that probably not it will just affect your reach slightly and if that's something you're willing to be okay with because the benefit is you're having a phone free weekend then to me, to most people, that's okay. But if it's not, again, that's fine. Then you go and do that. And that's that's something you work out of what your boundaries and your priorities are. We did a few episodes on like burnout and imposter syndrome and just kind of how social media really contributes to that. So when we're on social media, like what tips can you give us to kind of look after our mental health while still showing up and, you know, marketing our business? Yeah, I listened to your burnout episode that really resonated because I was like, oh, I remember that time. It was rough, really rough. Um, yeah. So for the one thing I'd always say to, to everyone when we're looking at mental health is being on social media is one of the things that you should always consider is remembering your why. Like, why am I here? Because sometimes I feel like it's become so authentic that it's almost detrimental because we see people casually popping up on stories and casually just sharing their day 
And what it can do for a lot of us who are maybe a little bit, um, have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with social media is you can think like, oh God, is that what I have to do? These people look so effortless and casual when they're just like, oh, I'm just sharing my day. And for most of us, we're just like, if that's what I need to do, then that's an everyday thing. But that's, no, that's not, not what you have to do. That's just some people's personalities are geared towards that. And that's brilliant if, if you are. But if you're not, that's okay. But if you remember your why, you'll know why you're showing up. You're not just showing up to share my tea or something, although that's totally fine if you do. That's people, I like to watch that. But if you if you are, if you know your why, why am I here? What What is this doing? By me showing up on stories today, what am I here for? Okay, this is going to benefit my business. And then you break that down. And that gives you a reason to go up every day. It gives you a reason to show up. That just makes you feel like it's got a purpose. I feel like a lot of social media, a lot of my clients that come to me, particularly with Instagram stories, they say they feel a bit aimless with it. You know, they just have to show up in whatever capacity that is. And, but once they assign a purpose to that and there's a, there's a reason for it. And the reason is not just to get clients, but what, what does that clients then give you? It gives you the freedom, the financial freedom, the time freedom, everything to actually live the life that you want to live. When you actually map out the, your why, all of a sudden you have a purpose for showing up and it gives you just a bit more motivation um, and removes that kind of aimlessness about it. Also the classic one, yeah, unfollow anyone that makes you feel rubbish. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. okay, <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah, Michelle does that. <laughs> yeah, I think, thank you, Michelle, for not unfollowing me for so long. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think it's totally fine. And, and if people get funny about it, then that's on them. But when I'm when I look for myself, I do this quite regularly. I just kind of do a little audit of like, who am I following? Like, how do they make me feel? And I, I ask myself these questions like, what language do they use? Because I don't know if you guys have felt this, but on business accounts, you know, it to me, it's such a noisy place because everyone is like shouting, you must do this or do this or don't do this. And like, it just feels very aggressive. And like, everyone's got this point, they're hammering to you. And I feel like words like must, do, don't are just too aggressive for me. Um, the one-offs are fine, but I feel like if that's all I see throughout my feed as I'm scrolling, then it just it just isn't good for me because I just feel like there's just so much here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I'm attacked. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like mindlessly scrolling and I just feel attacked by everyone. And it is, it is like that. And, you know, I know as a business, we have to show up as an authority. So there's getting that balance between showing that, you know, your stuff and you're confident in delivering that, but also saying it in a way that doesn't tell someone what they should or should not do. And I think, for me personally, um, you know, when when I when I'm teaching things about social media, a lot of my work, thankfully, focuses is really individualistic. You know, every single person I have has a different priority, different goal, different boundaries, um, different resources at their hands. So I can't really go out and say you should do this or you shouldn't do that. So that helps me. But I know in some fields, it is as clear cut as like, yes or no, like you really just should do this or shouldn't do that. But I think it's just the way that people say it and the way they talk consistently. Um, I think that's, yeah, something that I'm really mindful of. Um, 
Another thing as well is following accounts that bring you joy. Now, this is something I introduced a couple of years ago in my feed. I have a personal account and I have a business account. And my personal one's just friends and stuff. So it's like, okay, that's that's like switch off. I can easily do that. And then the business one is like, it was just all business. And I just felt that I noticed that I was being drawn to the app less um, because I was just like, I don't really want to be in work mode right now. <laughs> it's like, and I know that I'm going on this account is going to bring me to work mode. The problem with that is even though I help people be on social media less, they still need to be on social media and they need to enjoy it <laughs> because that's if, they, if you don't enjoy it, you're probably not going to be very successful on it. So how can we make you enjoy being on the app? Um, and that's going to actually benefit your business. And to me, that's bringing in accounts that like following accounts have nothing to do with business. That might be travel accounts, interior design accounts, whatever, it, you know, cat accounts, whatever it tickles your fancy, then bring them in just a few sprinkles. And all of a sudden you're finding a reason to go on it because it's actually enjoyable. And once I started doing that, um, I started following like loads of like French chateaus for some reason. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this I is... follow them too. <laughs> yes. Castles, <laughs> castles and places. And yes, I follow like a ton of those accounts. I love, I graduated with a history um, major. So history is like my love, but that's so funny because I follow a lot of those too. <laughs> I am also a massive history lover. So shout out there. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it brings you joy, right? Because all of a sudden you're like, this is what I want to see. And if you're also getting business stuff in with that, then that's a bonus. But it's given you a reason to go on it because I find a lot of my clients, they just, they, they've completely just, they're over it. They're over social media and they don't want to get on it. And one of the biggest hurdles is like, right, how can we make you fall back in love with this again or for the first time even? Um, so that's one of the small things that you can do. Another one is um, like make real connections. So I know you guys um, are Instagram friends, right? And that's how you met. Yes, we don't, yep. we have never met in real life before. We are internet friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But this is the thing, like making real connections. Cause I feel like, I don't know if you guys feel this, but it, it helps you stay grounded. Like you're able to kind of have real business talk with someone because Instagram's a highlight reel and we're seeing everyone's successes and all these 10K months and all these amazing things that everyone's happening to someone. And I feel like it can really negatively affect you when you're seeing all of that and you're wondering, is anyone else having a shit day? Like, is yeah. anyone else struggling? Is anyone else like their, their oh, income is up and down and one minute that, they're... No, that's it's... That's nice daily conversation. Like, I feel like that's crazy. how we connected originally. It was like, yeah. can we just talk about the real stuff for a minute and how much we dislike X, Y, and Z? <laughs> But I think that's what's helped, right? That's probably helped your mental well-being because you've met someone else who feels the same as you and you feel less alone because we all, you know, most of us work alone um, and you're able to just stay grounded. Like I, that's, that's such a massive thing of seeing all this, um, this highlight reel of everyone's business successes. And if you're able to make real connections and kind of step away from that bubble and actually resonate with someone and relate to someone then instantly you're going to feel better so using it to actually make real connections um to stay grounded is a big one and my final tip would be uh this is something i ask myself pretty much daily is like in a world of like constant consuming 
when do you not consume? Because we are bombarded with content and things to consume on a daily basis. How, what are you doing to help you not consume? Now, for me, my thing is I'll go for a walk every morning. Well, most mornings, if I can be bothered. And when I do go for a walk, I try my best to not listen to music, not listen to a podcast or something like that just for half an hour or something, because that's my time of not consuming. I'm out in fresh air, in nature, my phone's in my bag and I just, you know, go away. And I feel like this is not for everyone, but for some people, you know, I feel like it really helps because we're constantly told to be productive, you know, being productive and how can you maximize your time and all these kind of things. But where is the time when you do nothing? Where is the time when you don't consume? And I think if you can just inject a little bit of that into your day or your week, it will make you feel better mentally. Oh, yes. This reminds me of the burnout episode because I'm somebody who feels like I always have to be productive. And when I have too many things going on and I'm just overwhelmed, I end up not being productive at all. And it creates burnout for sure. Definitely, definitely. This is definitely a culture thing of like being productive. And when I see a lot on social media and like people talking about social media detoxes and all these kind of things, it's all about maximizing your time, being productive, scheduling, um, you know, planning all these things. And I'm like, I'm overloaded with planners. I'm overloaded with filling my calendar with every single thing to make myself be more productive. And yeah, often this is just not the best way to, to, to be. So what are your thoughts on social media detoxes? I feel like they've been becoming a lot more popular this year. Yeah, like obviously, you know, uh, for what they are, they're very great. You know, like if, if that's what you need, if you need to take some time out, then you take that time out. The problem that I found with that is when I started marketing my business and when I was talking to my clients, Taking a social media detox as a business owner isn't really probably going to be the best thing for your business. <laughs> it's like, it's more of a, I feel like it's more of a thing that is for the general population and not business owners and not small business owners. So to me, that's where it becomes problematic because sure, if that's what you need to do, do it. But if you're every three months, if you're taking a month off, are you actually going to gain traction here with your business? Are you actually going to be able to move people down your marketing funnel like you planned? So for me, it's all about creating more of a sustainable solution and getting to the root cause of the problem as opposed to just putting a, a plaster over it and, and just kind of like, oh, I just need a break. How can we get to the root of the problem so that we don't need a social media detox in the first place? Um, and when, when clients do come to me, this is the, this is the people I work with who, you know, they're, they're very much overwhelmed with social media. It's mainly because of the noise. There's just so much noise and they just need to just switch off. So if that's the noise or the selling or the comparison, whatever your reason, you really need to get to the root of why social media is making you feel that way. And, you know, each person is unique, but when you do that, you're able to tackle the root cause of the problem and not just put a band-aid over it and take a detox because when you come back that that world is still going to be there and you haven't actually changed anything for the better detox for a business should maybe be more like outsourcing then if it if you feel like it's just too much for yourself then maybe this is time to now it's time to outsource 
yeah, outsourcing is definitely an option. Um, and I, I definitely, that's that's one avenue that a lot of people do go down. And I would actually recommend if you have the money. But a lot of people don't, or a lot of people that I work with are personal brands. And what they found is if they're outsourcing, they still need to do a lot of showing up on video and um, getting that content for the social media manager to schedule or to create the strategy. So uh, for a lot of personal brands and service providers, sometimes um, outsourcing to a social media manager doesn't really take away social media completely because they are the brand they are the face so they're they're in this limbo period of like sure i'm getting uh, i'm getting a lot of you know expertise is, is being placed there so that i don't need to do it but i still need to be there so what you could do then is you you need to look at how you're using social media and make sure that it's very very intentional i feel like it's such an easy thing to say of course you know be intentional on social media it's a really hard thing to do but it's about cultivating those habits because once we use social media with intention that's when we're able to fully um create that sustainable strategy that means that we hopefully will not get burnt out with it in the future now how do you create that is well the way that i work with clients is we just do a simple um social media um social media strategy framework in terms of your marketing funnel. And we have three different questions. And if you if you have one activity in each of those things, that's you using it with intention and you'll do it using it for business because you're you're attracting people from brand awareness perspective, you're nurturing them and you're converting them. So it's it's about eliminating all the noise, eliminating all the other new methods and, t- and tips and hacks and everything that come through and just go you know what i know that i'm doing these three things and i'm moving people down the funnel and that's all i need to concentrate on so if i'm just doing that i know i don't need to do anything extra if i don't have the time and i know so i don't need to feel um you know rubbish by no because <laughs> i feel like i'm not doing enough i know i am and then i can be very intentional with when i am on the app i really like how you approach it with a more individual um aspect because I feel like a lot a lot of social media and a lot of creatives in general just because of how easy it is to start businesses now and um, you know make side money they a lot of people maybe don't have the expertise that they think that they do and so when they take on you know maybe social media clients or other clients they just have a blanket approach where they're giving everybody the exact same advice and that maybe doesn't work for that clearly doesn't work for everybody so I love that you really customize it to the client's personality and what their goals and, you know, what works for them individually. Yeah. One of the things we do is we look at, you know, their strengths, um, their enjoyment, their skills and their time, um, their priorities, their boundaries. Like there's so many different things, but these kind of things are just core to that individual. And for me, it's all about looking at your return and your investment. So your investment is generally your time. Um, so how are you going to maximize that return given the the time that you're willing to put into it now from a brand awareness perspective like using me for example one of my things that I'm doing to drive brand awareness is podcasts like being here Um, because that to me when I'm looking at my return on investment so I really enjoy having conversations with people about this so this for my enjoyment level it ticks that box I think I also come across better when I'm able to have a conversation with someone so again that's working towards my skills 
And then when we look at the longevity of a podcast compared to an Instagram live or something, you know, again, that's going to give me maximum return on my investment. So you're just kind of looking at what is your return on investment um, and how can you make the most of that to be able to achieve your goals that work with your strengths, your skills, your time, um, and just the energy and the boundaries and stuff that you want to put in place. I think a really cool takeaway from this whole uh, discussion has been like, you can kind of control how you want social media to be and make it work for you so that you don't get burned out. And I love that we just talked about all of this. I think this episode's going to be so helpful for so many people. Um, Cassie, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram, uh, Cassie M. Widders. Come and say hi. Um, and my website is cassiewidders.co.uk. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Do you have any new services or anything new that you would love to chat with us about? Yeah, um, I run a seasonal business. So um, I work a smaller workload in a lighter workload in the summer. So I've just reopened my six month one-to-one coaching program, which is all about creating a sustainable social media strategy. So that is now open, which is very exciting. Um, And I also offer VIP days to also create a sustainable social media strategy as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us and coming on to the podcast. I know that this is going to be super helpful for so many people. Thank you so much for having me guys. Thanks everyone for tuning in to A Double Shot of Branding. Make sure that you subscribe if you want to hear some more awesome tips and we'll be having some more guests come on soon to the podcast. So subscribe and leave us a review. We'll see you next time.